Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi, everyone. Today, we are sharing our minimalist lifestyle tips to help you simplify this holiday season. While it's a wonderful time of year, it can also be stressful, expensive, and exhausting if we are not careful. And so today, we share our tips to help you make the best of this holiday season and future ones to come. We discuss how to navigate gift giving and receiving, how to simplify holiday decorations, how to control your holiday spending, and how to avoid overscheduling yourself. Plus, we each share what we are asking for this year, and we discuss our New Year's resolutions. You will learn that you can enjoy this beautiful and busy season and still practice a minimalist lifestyle. Be inspired by our minimalist approach to the holiday season and be motivated to simplify and enjoy this time of year to the fullest. Well, this will be a fun episode, Lauren. As someone who is obsessed with the holiday season, I'm excited to hear your tips on how we can simplify this beautiful time of year and also this sometimes stressful time of year. I actually just got back from a weekend away with my family. I baked a ton of gingerbread. I watched my favorite Christmas movie, The Holiday, and I helped my family put together the Christmas tree. So I'm definitely in the holiday spirit now. Yeah, I think it's so weird when people put up their Christmas tree now. I'm like, Christmas is almost over. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you put yours on up when? Like November? Beginning of November, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. My parents are like, nope, not before December. (laughs) Everybody has their own rules, but I'm like you. uh, The sooner the better. Yeah, well, it's a lot of work to just do for a few weeks, I feel like. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. And, you know, there's all these rules around it, but this time of year is so beautiful. Toronto is all lit up. There's an area in Toronto called Yorkville. It is so magical. The lights, gorgeous. Also the financial district as well. Oh, I, I have to go for a stroll and, and check it out. Have you seen the financial district, Lauren? It's, it's incredible. The lights they do. It's unbelievable. I'm going to go post something on Millennium Minimalist. It's just the most beautiful display I think I've ever seen. So yeah, we'll have to share that. <laughs> I love it. So we will start off today by talking about gift giving. This is an area that a lot of people struggle with finding the right gift for their loved one or for a friend. And the thing that we always say from the top is that you really need to ask your friends and family what they need or love. Look for those items that could be actually useful to them and valuable to their everyday. A lot of the times we're like, oh, well, what do they want? Maybe focus on something that they need and maybe have a conversation with them beforehand. But I know this is a challenging area for you, uh, gift giving, because you never really know what someone wants. And again, things cost a lot of money sometimes. And so it can cause anxiety. So yeah, it is like, I love Christmas. I love the holidays and the gift exchange is my least favorite part. I don't enjoy it at all. It makes me so anxious. And I was trying to find out why I feel this way. And, you know, when I purchase something for myself as minimalist, Kelly, I'm sure you can relate. We are such perfectionists about it. It has to be exactly what we want. We have to need it. We have to use it. It has to be to the detail of what we're looking for. And it takes a long time for me to do that for myself. So how it's like impossible (laughs) to do that for somebody else. Like I, so I, I find that difficult. And then it's almost like 
bad etiquette to ask for gifts. It's like, oh, what do you want for Christmas? You're supposed to say, oh, I don't need anything for Christmas. Don't buy me anything instead of, oh, this is what I want in this color and this size from this store. Here's a photo. Like it's a, it's an uncomfortable thing to do. So Kelly and I are going to try to navigate this today to the podcast. I think if you tell people, you give them a good idea of what you want, and then you kind of get a, a good idea of what they want, then it kind of puts it on a better playing field. But I, it's hard. I'm, I want to get your take on what to ask for Christmas because I never know how to ask. Like if I was, if I really wanted something, I would buy it. And if I'm not buying it, it's probably because it's too expensive and I don't expect someone else to get it for me. Well, this is the thing. So a lot of the time, especially around our age, we have lots of groups of different friends. So yeah. it's hard to give everyone something. So a lot of the time, most of my friends, we don't give each other gifts for the holidays. And so what I like to do is I like to make homemade gifts, whether that be just a small card. I mean, I baked cookies over the weekend, putting some cookies together, wrapping that with a little card, little note to all your friends, just something simple. You know, a lot of your friends are not expecting anything. Now, if it's the case where you have a partner in your life, which you do, Lauren, then you have to think about, okay, what do they actually need, right? Some, some of the things that you can ask them is, hey, like, I really would love to buy you something for Christmas. And do you want to do a Christmas exchange? It's good to have that conversation first because they may not want to. You may not want to either. And you can agree, hey, let's not do gifts this year. It's that communication that's important. Or you could say, hey, let's set a budget. Let's set it to 50 bucks, $100. And yeah, then we'll exchange. And or maybe it's, hey, let's put our money together and let's have shared, go to a shared experience this Christmas, maybe gift an experience to the person in your life. So there's all these different ideas. I love the idea of little homemade gifts that are sustainably made, consciously made, just something simple, just again, crafting cards for your friends. But at the end of the day, communication is key. Have those conversations with your friends. And most of the time you'll realize, hey, they don't want anything. They just maybe want my time. I always say, you know, the best gift that you can give over the holidays is time with your family and friends. I mean, for example, that's what I'm asking for this year. <laughs> is time. Yes. Yeah. You're like, uh, just please hang out with me. That's all I want for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. I guess my advice on this would definitely be you know, I, I'm very observant of people. So you can kind of watch them throughout the year. What books are they reading? Like kind of write down that author. Maybe you can get them another book written by that author. Where do they get their nails done? Like you can get them a gift card to the spa where they, they go normally. Or like if they, they mention, oh, my my coffee pot broke or just little things. If you like kind of write things down through the year, then you have a list of things to get someone at the end of the year. That's a lot more intentional as opposed to just wandering around the mall five days before Christmas, trying to come up with something last minute. So just being mindful of that. I try to take little notes throughout the year for birthdays and Christmases. I, I exchange with my boyfriend and his parents and my parents. So very well said. It's gift giving mindfully. I like that. So you're being curious throughout the year. You're remembering those things. You're writing them down so that you can give them a gift that is most meaningful versus I always think about, okay, if I had a partner and I'm giving my partner X item, well, I want the item to be more meaningful. Maybe that expensive item that they probably need in their life. You know, maybe you could give them that, but maybe there's something that's 
less expensive and much more meaningful and they will receive it in a better way, right? So think about that as well. And if you are someone who does not enjoy Christmas shopping, holiday shopping, I mean, the malls are packed. It can be a stressful time of year. There's a lot of money going out the door. If you have a budget and you don't really have time to shop, I need to share this app that I've been using for almost gosh, almost five years now. It's called Giftogram. And yeah, you can download it on your phone. It's called Giftogram. And it has everything from holiday gift baskets to plants and flowers. They have tech and gadgets. They have wellness stuff. They have sweets. And you can also send wine. So I have used this. A couple of my friends live in the States. So I've used this app to send them gifts. And the best part about this app, Lauren, is that you don't actually have to know their address. So for example, you could send it to a client of yours and you send it to their number or their email. They get an email and then they fill out their address. It's oh, really wow. cool. So it's almost a surprise. And yeah, so that's a that's an app that I highly recommend. And the team at Giftogram has given us a code. It's minimal 20. That's minimal 20. And they will give you $20 off your first purchase. So definitely check it out. And I will, of course, include that in the show notes. So yeah, that's such a great idea. It's so convenient. Yeah. So now we will talk about gift receiving. So this is a tricky one, as you said, you know, you, I remember in the past, you said your mom would come up and you're like, Oh, what do you want? And you're like, Oh, I want this. I want this one. This I want this. It feels weird to say that. I mean, I would do the same. It's awkward. Or your boyfriend will be like, Oh, what do you want for Christmas? And it feels awkward. You you know, you almost just want it to be a surprise because you don't really want to tell them anything. But I mean, sometimes it's helpful to showcase, Oh, you know, maybe you can insinuate, Oh, you know, this broke or kind of need this. And I think at the end of the day, if if your partner is curious, they'll, they can figure something out. I don't know. I feel like sometimes you have to be like, this is exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> or else you'll get something really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good to share your ideas with intention. Ask for things that are useful to you or experiences that you love, Lauren. And at the end of the day, we really need to be honest with ourselves I remember in the past, I'd say, oh, gosh, I have to think about all the things that I want, and then I have to send it to my mom. And I would take a half an hour and think about, okay, maybe I want this. It's like, no. Throughout the year, I highly recommend having a needs and wants list, and you can identify the things that you really need, and then keep that list and be like, oh, yeah, I need this, I need this, I need this. Now, this year, we we do white elephant as a family. So in the past, I had to buy six presents for family members. And now I just have to buy one present. And we do the exchange and you can steal the present from each other. And the focus in past years has always been alcohol, but uh, we're going to try to change it up this year. And that makes it easier because that way it's in line with my budget. So we set the budget at $100 a person. So that makes it easy. And it's actually fun. We also all contribute to the stockings as well. So it's around... $125, $150 person. So it's a great idea. That's amazing. Yeah, that's such a good idea. Mm -hmm. I wish I could just opt out of gift exchange. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And sit in the corner and have a glass of wine while everyone else is partaking. (laughs) You're like, I don't need anything. I think your ultimate white elephant gift, Lauren, you would open it and it would be an empty box and you'd be like, yes, I'm keeping it. Yeah. No one's switching with me. <laughs> no one's switching with you. No, no one wants that. That's so funny. That that makes me think like if you were a part of mine, I would probably do something like that and, and write a note in it. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I just have empty boxes under my Christmas tree, so I could I use one more. <laughs> I know you expressed that in the last episode. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, so we're doing White Elephant. Uh, and again, this year, I'm asking for more time with family and friends. I have also said that I'm not really looking for alcohol, although it's nice to have alcohol in the home if you're entertaining, but I'm trying to drink less. Uh, I mean, I already don't drink that much, but into 2023, that's actually one of my resolutions, but we'll get to that area later. But uh, I'm curious, Lauren, what are you asking for this year? So one thing I do really need is a winter coat. I've had my winter coat for eight years now. Um, oh yeah. Want, yeah. I've seen that. I know. Coat Kelly was like, Lauren, you've had that coat since I met you. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I got good use out of it. I really want an air fryer. Ooh, yes. Yeah. And I found a bracelet that I want. My mom like forced me to go out and look around in stores to find something that I would like. And Aww, I found really a bracelet cute. I like. Yeah. So that's it. I couldn't think of one more thing. And these are things I had to actually sit down and be like, what could I possibly need? And just for some context, Lauren does not own many accessories. So if you no. get a bracelet, I'm going to see this bracelet every time we go out. So you know, yeah, it's something that you <laughs> until will I lose it <laughs> until you lose it. Exactly. <laughs> That's really cute. I mean, so you, it's just the three of you, your mom and your dad and you. And so do you get each of each other's gifts or do you do like one gift per person? How does that work? I get them each a gift and then they get me a gift. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's really I'm nice. sure it's my mom that buys him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your mom loves to shop. Yeah, so she does. Funny. So simplifying holiday decorations. Let's talk about that. So first, I highly recommend I was just with my mom this weekend and she brought up all of her decoration boxes and we have a lot of stuff. And it takes mm -hmm. up a lot of space in the basement. And I said to my mom, I said, before you scatter all those materials all over all the rooms, let's declutter these boxes. And she said to me, she goes, well, why don't I take out everything I need first and then we'll declutter after. And I said, well, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. And I thought, but then you're going to be tired. She goes, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> like, I'm not going to want to do it after. Yeah. But yeah. So the idea is that you declutter first, go into those boxes, figure out which items you don't actually want to use anymore. And maybe you have a color scheme now. So maybe you can eliminate all the super colorful stuff and keep to the more white lights, white fixtures, etc. Or maybe you do like color. It's whatever you, you, you want. And then something that I like to suggest is keeping to sentimental items. Sometimes it's hard to make decisions about all those trinkets that you have, but it makes it easier when you say, okay, I'm just going to keep what's most sentimental that I love the most. I also recommend that when it comes to hanging up decorations, just choose a couple areas in your home to decorate. Don't decorate everywhere. So the three areas I recommend are obviously the tree, the fireplace, if you have a fireplace or the, whatever area you hang up your stockings and then the stairway. And yeah, so those are my, those are my recommendations. And then I highly recommend that you declutter each of those spaces, or let's say you're using your living room, your family room, and maybe your hallway, declutter those spaces before you put all the trinkets in those spaces, because then it can get a little bit too overwhelming and messy. Maybe take some items that are currently there out to put these holiday items in. 
smart, eh? Because sometimes yeah, it can that just get really smart. too messy. It's yeah, too much. Yeah, it's it's too much. And again, less is more in your space. It looks so much better. I mean, to us, anyways. And then I also recommend focusing on biodegradable and conscious materials so that you can store less holiday decor over the year. So we did that past episode with Meg Nordman, and she recommends all of these great ideas to make, you know, a homemade holiday wreath. Uh, she had, uh, she has a recipe for a dried orange sliced garland. So these are all items that can be recycled after the fact so that you don't have to store it year round. I also recommend a poinsettia and you can get little things like accessories, like pine cones, twigs, cinnamon sticks that can really add a festive touch. Yeah, no, that's such great advice. Mm-hmm. My first one is you have to remember, especially we're in the first week of December, if you're decorating right now, whatever you're putting up, you're going to have to store for 11 months of the year. Mm -hmm. So be very mindful of the fact that what you put up over four weeks is going to have to be stored for 11 months. So less is more in this situation. I'm saying this without being married and having kids yet, but I understand people have this like Sunday or this like weekend, the first week in December, like you had Kelly, where you like put up the tree with your family and you bake cookies. And I understand that that's important to some people. I'm not at that place in my life. I live in a condo. So like, I'm more about efficiency. Like I want to get the tree up. I want to get the place looking nice. I have other things to do. So I just buy a pre-lit tree. I, it takes me three minutes to stock it. I put my fake gifts under, light a candle and get a poinsettia and the place is done and it looks nice (laughs) (laughs) and it's psycho, but it's not, it's, but maybe like, to be completely honest, I don't love trees with decorations. I just like the white lights. I think it looks beautiful. It's simple. I walk by condos in Toronto because you can see their Christmas lights through the window. I'm like, oh, they don't have any decorations on. It's just lights. <laughs> looks so good. You love it. Yeah. But if you do want the decorations, I still think that having less, like just a few really nice, maybe uniform decorations on a tree looks a lot better than all of these random little plastic trinket ones. I understand some are sentimental, Mm -hmm. but I I just think, and then people are constantly getting new ones for Christmas and it's just, it takes a lot of time to put them on. It takes a lot of time to take them down. You have to store them. So just if, if you're going to do, first of all, you don't have to do decorations on the tree. You can just do lights. And if you choose to do them, you can put less on. So you don't constantly having to be getting more. And then, like Kelly said, things that you can get rid of at the end of the year, if you get a real tree or if you get a poinsettia, things like that, that you can compost or get rid of after you don't have to store. And because I know it's like the big joke that I have empty gifts under my tree, that's because I can set it up in November and it's done. But I'll store the candle and I'll store, you know, my cookie cutters and the cards and just any extra things for Christmas in the boxes. And then I put them beside the tree. So I get everything down to one box that we just put in our locker. So if you can get your Christmas decorations down to one or two boxes, like that should really be the goal and just be super intentional about how you would do it. If you live in a house and you have to do outdoor lights and wreaths and It's obviously going to be more difficult, but I think houses that have less Christmas decor, but it's done really well, really tastefully, looks so much better than people who just jam pack every nook and cranny with 
a nutcracker and an elf, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Actually, so so my mom used to dress up our place like that, but now she's really simplified it. I said to her this year, Oh, you gonna put garland on the stairwell? She goes, No, not this year. I was like, Oh, okay, okay, a little bit simpler. But you made me think about when you were talking about the lights on the tree. So the tree that we have in my family home is there are options for the lighting. So you can change it to multicolor to back to white light. Um, so my dad loves the multicolor tacky. <laughs> like I, I hate multicolor trees. I know. A lot of people love them. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Multi- that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Multicolor. And then my mom always switches it to white. So you see, it goes back and forth, back and forth. My mom prefers the white too. So funny. And, you know, growing up, we would have little balls and you know, uh, it was it was really fun as a kid to put them up and put candy canes on the Christmas tree. I mean, all of that is fun. And we're not suggesting that you don't do that. We're saying you can still do that. Just make sure that you have time for that and that that experience is not stressful for you. I mean, I love this time of year. It's so nice. Putting up the tree is so great. I mean, I don't have a tree in my apartment, but I have a tree at my family home. One day, once I have a partner in my life, then I will start dressing up the space. But I I don't know why, but living on my own, I don't feel the need to dress up my space. I don't know why that is, Lauren, because I know that you did when you lived on your own. You'd still put up a tree. You'd still put up some candles you know every time I walked in your apartment which was our old recording studio it would smell like cinnamon sticks or gingerbread you always get those scented candles which you know I never used to love but I love them now <laughs> you've really turned me on to them I love them <laughs> they're so great and that actually goes into our next point where we're talking about favorite decorations so I I love scented candles I love a poinsettia, beautiful. I love a wreath. Now, I can't have a wreath on my condo door, unfortunately. I had one and then they chopped it off, so <laughs> I'm not allowed. Uh, <laughs> I I love the white lights on a Christmas tree. And I know you're not going to like this, but I love a sentimental bulb. I think they look beautiful. Yeah, it's nice when they're written. My mom wanted to get my boyfriend and I like our first Christmas ball this year. And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) I don't put anything on the tree. Yeah, I used to put a wreath on my condo door at my old place. And they would always email me and be like, you have to take this down. And I would take it down for a few days and then put it back up. (laughs) Yeah, definitely my favorite, make the tree the focal point of your home. That's my favorite decoration and you know beautifully wrapped gifts some really nice cards I bought a really nice glass cookie jar so like I'm going to bake all my gingerbreads and shortbreads and put them in the cookie jar things like that I feel like is what makes the holidays again Kelly and I live in small spaces I'm sure our advice will change once we have homes and have to do Mm -hmm. outdoor decorations but I already know how I'm going to do my house once Oh, I can only imagine it's going to be lit in beautiful white lights. My parents love their multicolors. Our home is always multicolored and that's okay. My parents love that stuff. So I find it's cute. What I love about it is when I come home to my family home, it really feels like Christmas. So again, if you have the time and you love that stuff, as long as it's not stressful, you know, keep doing it. But we highly recommend keeping it again to one to two small boxes if you can. If anything, if you're fully, if, if your Christmas is fully biodegradable, that is amazing and good for you. That would be incredible. Could you imagine that challenge, Lauren? Make sure like, everything so that you have nothing to pack every year. Maybe a small, very tiny little box. That would be incredible. That actually would be a really good challenge. Yeah, I love that. 
So now let's talk about staying healthy over the holidays. A lot of people get a little bit stressed over this time of year because they're invited to so many events, so many dinners. They're like, oh, I'm going to get off my food routine and I'm going to gain weight or whatever, whatever someone's health goals are. So I love to recommend setting a healthy intention going into the holiday season. So be devoted to making time for eating right and working out in between holiday events and big dinners. For me, I love having a snack before a big lunch or a big meal to avoid overeating. That's something that I do. And sometimes at these events, there won't be food that you enjoy. So I'll always make sure I eat something before I go. I find that really helps for me. And again, drink lots of water. In my research, I've learned that it's important that you keep hydrated. And if you drink, try to drink a glass of water in between each drink. I know you do that, Lauren. And if you have several family meals, get up after, move your body, help clean up, go for a walk as a family or or with the friend group that you're with post-meal. Or if you have several events that are not too far from your home, think about walking instead of taking a taxi or an Uber. Those are the things I always think about. I'm like, okay, so for example, this week I have three events. And I thought, okay, of the three events, two of them I can actually walk back and forth from. So I'm going to do that. You know, these are the, some of the things to think about. And it, it's it's fun. I mean, it's a beautiful time of year. Might as well get the scenic route. So <laughs> another tip I have is prioritize your sleep because your sleep will probably be off if you have a lot of events to attend. And something that I usually do, Lauren, that I never forget during the holidays is to take a probiotic. I should be taking them throughout the year all the time, but I find that I'm eating different foods in December that I don't usually eat and more chocolate and you know, more sweets and more maybe meats that I wouldn't you usually eat during the year. And so I always take that, you know, it's good for your gut bacteria, especially since your, your gut may not be used to those foods that you're eating. And I've also learned from our discussion with Martina, a couple episodes back, you spoke about practicing intuitive eating and mindful eating. And I was like, okay, I've never really heard of intuitive eating, but I've appreciate it. It's the idea of being attentive when you eat, you know, don't just eat and do a zillion things at the same time. Give that moment your attention so that, you know, your body knows, okay, I'm eating, I'm giving myself myself time to eat and then move on to the next thing. A lot of the time we're, you know, we're stressed, we're moving. And so we're eating or we're not eating, right? So it's just being more mindful of that. And of course, make time for self-care to disconnect from all of it to avoid the overwhelm and stress. I know it can be a stressful time of the year. Just make sure that you take some time for you. And a lot of the time, sometimes my last point is don't overcommit yourself. That is something that you and I have been doing for years, Lauren. We overcommit to ourselves to too many events and then we get become drained and that's not fun. This should be a fun time of year and don't feel the need to stay at an event for many, many hours show face, go for an hour, go for two hours, then leave. It's okay. Your friends won't be offended. And if you tell your friends in advance, Hey, I can't come or Hey, I will get back to you on an, on an answer. That's much better than saying yes. And then canceling later. That's the worst. I've learned my lesson the hard way back in the day. Don't commit yourself if you're not so sure. So yeah, no, that's so true. When you were talking about mindful eating, I picture myself at like Christmas dinner and someone's talking to me. I'm like, please don't speak to me. I'm trying to eat mindfully <laughs> <I love laughs> or intuitively. <that. laughs> okay. 
No, it's so true. Actually, I've been doing that over the last week, like going to an event for like an hour, having one drink, saying hi, and then going home and taking a shower and watching a movie. And then you're not tired for the next day and the next event. So this time of year, when you have back to back stuff, it makes a difference if there are a number of things that you have to attend. Yeah, my biggest things, I mean, I've mentioned this a million times. I stream workouts. I stream Ballet Beautiful. I've been streaming Sammy Clark lately, her joint form. And it's so nice to just be able to wake up and do that. I know people travel over the holidays or things can be closed for a couple of weeks, sometimes like gyms or workout classes. So it's so nice to be able to stream a workout and just stay on track with that. I do try to eat healthier and eat less the days that I'm not at events just to kind of balance out eating more and maybe having more drinks or more desserts. And yeah, drinking a glass of water in between. I also try to time myself too. So if I have a glass of wine, I'm like, okay, it's seven o'clock. You're having a glass of wine. Try not to have another one until eight. So it like slows you down so that you're not. So I know sometimes you can get to holidays and people keep filling up your wine glass or your champagne Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of hard to keep track. So um, slowing down your drinking can really help too. And it's such like Kelly and I were saying like the city's so pretty right now. I went ice skating with my boyfriend yesterday, like just little things like that, like going for walks and oh, yeah, he came with you. That's he so came nice. with me. He's like, <laughs> just, he's like, I'll come with you one time. But, Lauren always goes by herself. It's so cute. No, <laughs> but yeah, like you can ski and go snowshoeing or go for nice walks around the city and see all the lights and go ice skating. Like there's so many rinks here in Toronto too. Um, So just like staying active over the holidays. And like Kelly said too, you do not have to go to every single event, especially if the people who are at one event are going to be at others, like maybe pick which one makes the most sense to attend because there's a number of people you're going to have to see over the holidays. So be mindful of that showing up at an event tired and like bloated and in a bad (laughs) mood yeah is worse than just picking and choosing and like being mindful of that so yeah definitely choose the ones you actually want to go to another tip I read which I thought was such a good idea is you know when you're at Christmas dinner and there's like five different desserts yeah sometimes I love when there is yeah yeah I love it but Someone I was watching this YouTube video and she said, have a little bit of each dessert or like if there's two pies that you want, have half a slice of each. So it equals one as opposed to eating five desserts and then feeling really sick after Mm -hmm. Um, just little things like that. And I still really try to stick to my morning routine. So even though you're off schedule, maybe you're not working over the holidays or like I said, you're traveling you know, I still wake up, make a coffee, read, get in a workout, get ready, and then like take the day from there. So kind of having some structure in your life can help you over the holidays and just like staying on track as much as you can. I love that point. Keep your routine. So don't change that to routine as much as you can. That'll make you feel so, so much better, especially going into the new year. You want to feel fresh right? You don't want to feel bogged down going to the new year. It's it's the same when it comes to our budget. So our next point is spending money over the holidays. So, you know, set a budget at the beginning of the holiday. I mean, we're, we're past December 12th now. So we're, we're talking about a little bit further on into December, but we highly recommend that you build a holiday budget. That's right for you. So that way you don't overspend on items. And I'm, I'm sure that 
maybe you also need outfits for all these events you're going to, but there may be some things that are already in your closet. Make sure you look up all those items that are in your inventory today rather than going out and trying to find that next best thing. And sometimes accessories can go a long way. So just a couple things you might have for, for men, for example, for our male listeners, you might have, you know, that green colored top or that that green, green or red vest, like just something to to be festive. And and women, we may we may have, you know, these accessories that are sparkly and have that holiday vibe to them. So just again, little things can go a long way. You can have that little black dress that's in your closet already and then just style it with a couple necklaces, bracelet, etc. Or you can buy or rent outfits or borrow from your friends if your friends are the similar size to you. That's always an option too. I mean, we have a few friends, Lauren, that we could borrow items from. So it's 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 just just another idea to save. Again, my parents and I, our fa- my family and I were doing the white elephant exchange which is a great way to save money. We're now are capped at $100, $125 a person. So I'm not too worried about that. And if you are hosting a party and you just find that it's so expensive because you have to buy so many items, I get it. I totally get it. But maybe you can say, hey, like this experience is going to be a potluck. So if you tell your guests, hey, it's a potluck, then they'll bring things. That way it's less stressful for you and also less expensive. And it's fun. I, I feel like people like doing products. Like I, when I go to dinner parties, I only bring a bottle of wine. So I never know what to bring, but if it's like, okay, can you like bring a dessert or a side or it's like, okay, thank you for letting me contribute in a way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to just be a bottle of wine. And I find that a lot of people are not really drinking anymore these days, especially Gen Z, the generation they're just choosing not to drink a lot of a lot of people are. And so another gift idea instead of a bottle of wine is a bottle of olive oil. I've been doing that recently. And everyone I've been giving this gift to has been like, wow, this is so nice. Thank you so much, especially if they're a cook. So it's just another idea. And you can put that in the same little bag that a a wine bottle would go in. So just another idea. And uh, again, as we said at the top of this episode, speak to your friends and family about gift giving. Maybe you can set a budget or you can eliminate gift giving entirely this year. And remember that an expensive item for someone doesn't mean it's the best item for them. Sometimes it's the simpler gifts that are more meaningful. We also spoke about that. And I highly recommend just Google affordable gifts under $50, $100, and you can get so many great ideas. I mean, I'm obsessed with Pinterest. Pinterest is fantastic. Yeah, that's so smart, the olive oil idea, because it's like healthy and yes, like it's necessary. Like everyone uses olive oil. So yeah, that's a really good idea. You know, I love to press the idea, like think about memories, not material things. Think about things that you can do with your family and friends during this time of year versus exchanging physical things. I mean, you and I, Lauren, we used to exchange gifts. And then one year we decided, no, let's not do that anymore. Even for our birthdays, we're like, nah, let's not do that anymore. Because it basically like me giving you $50, $100 and you doing that in return. It's like, what's the point? And we would just give each other yeah. gift cards anyways. So like, what's the I point? know. I <laughs> I wish I could get out of it. I actually um, have to. Uh, yeah, I actually yeah. have to. So one item that I do need this year, I literally said literally the beginning of this beginning of November. Mom's like, oh, what do you need? I was like, oh, I, I actually need bedding. Like my bedding is the same bedding from gosh, like when you got your coat, Lauren, long time ago. <laughs> and so I just, I need new bedding and it's so hard to find quality bedding, sustainable bedding. And so I ended up getting 
first of all, I ended up buying two pillowcases from a company called Etitude, which I had heard about on another podcast. And it's sustainable and ethical, a very, very high thread count. It's incredible. Again, it's Etitude, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E. And so I got those pillowcases and I have a duvet cover on its way. I'm so, so excited. And yeah, anyway, so that team at Etitude, they've also given us a code, which is amazing. So if you use Millennial, M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L, and I'll include in the show notes at checkout, you will get 15% off your purchase of 150 or more. So yeah, it's great. That's awesome. That's so if you yeah. if you need bedding or, but it's not just bedding, actually. They also have sleepwear, loungewear. I have been looking for pajamas for forever and they have the black silk short and tank. It's beautiful, Lauren. You would be obsessed. It's It's literally your name all over it. Anyways, so they have that as well. So check them out. Yeah, no, it sounds amazing. I guess my biggest tips for spending over the holidays, I mean, obviously, if you can exchange gifts with as few people as possible can make a big difference. Reusing decor, I feel like every year, like if you it's like your outfits, like if you can really get it down to exactly how you want to decorate your house and do that every single year, you can save a lot of money instead of constantly because people are always buying new decor. I feel like if you, I go on YouTube or if I watch people's channels over at Christmas, they're like, oh, look at all the stuff I got to decorate. I'm like, oh my God, do you do that every year? <laughs> yeah. Well, but, that's what's frustrating is you watch these videos and then you're being told, oh, I think I need that. Oh, I need that too. But you actually don't need these items and you may have existing items that are just as good. Yeah. I do watch them and I'm like, oh, actually I do want to decorate more. But then I'm like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> you get home. You're like, no, yeah. it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> Yeah. Like Kelly said, with holiday outfits, like get a few really good ones and just rotate them through the holidays. Like I've worn the same sequin dress on New Year's for like the last three years. Get a really good black dress. I feel like things like sequins and stuff, it makes you look super dressed up. But if you're only wearing it once or twice a year, people aren't really going to notice. So or exchange with your friend. Like Kelly said, if you can swap out a few dresses because you can really save money if you're buying two or three outfits every Christmas season. Like that's a few hundred dollars. This is another little tip, which I used to do when I first finished undergrad and I had no money. If you clean, cut and file your own nails, you can go to a nail salon and just get color change. And it's like 10 bucks. So you can get like a really nice, fresh painted manicure. So you look really nice, but it's not very expensive. And if you bring your own nail polish, then if they chip or if there's a chip, then you can fix it because you have the color at home. So mm -hmm. that's a, like these little tiny things that if you're consistent with, you can save a lot of money. And yeah, like Kelly said, buying things that are smaller, but more meaningful sometimes shows someone that, you know, you pay attention to what they like and you've like noticed things that they've mentioned as opposed to just going out and buying something expensive, which you don't even know if they're going to like or not. So either put the time into like earning the money to buy it for them or the yeah. time into um, creating being mindful it. and thinking of something really nice. Yeah. Or creating it. And if like you, like Kelly and I said, like we don't exchange gifts anymore. Like we'll just like go to the Ritz and have tea and like catch up over the holidays or like those types of things with a friend, like grabbing a drink is so much more meaningful than, hey, let's give each other stuff that I don't know if you're going to want or need. <laughs> you know, what's funny is last year we and we'll probably do it again this year. 
we both make the same gingerbread cookies from the same recipe yeah. in different homes. And then I give Lauren some of mine and she gives me some of hers. And it's just so funny. We're just giving each other cookies back of the same recipe. Yeah, <laughs> it's your recipe. It's the best recipe. It is good. And if anybody wants it, just send me a DM. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess New Year's resolutions is where we're going to close. So why don't you start, Lauren? I'm so curious. Yes. So I don't have any resolutions. I don't do resolutions anymore. Yeah. I feel like to me, New Year's Eve is just a celebration. It's like a fun night. You get to count down as new year. But after reading James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he's all about systems, like systems over goals. And that resonated with me so much as opposed to like having something you're striving towards and being in lack until you get it, having systems that you implement every day and feeling that reward every single day. I also feel like New Year's is kind of an arbitrary date to start something. Like if there's something you really want to start working towards, why don't you start working towards it right now? Like why wait three weeks? I mean, I understand health goals. It's like, why would I try to eat healthy when there's like three or four events every night or like having your tax year from January to the end of December, like maybe it's a financial goal, but you know, we still have almost four weeks left of the year. Like that's a pretty big head start towards things you want to accomplish that you can start doing today. Like you don't have to be like, Oh, in 2023, I want to accomplish that. Well, maybe you can trial and error a few things until then and see what doesn't work or, or like get a, a foundation built so that you can, um, you know, it'll get you moving faster in the new year. But um, little things I'm working towards, obviously, Kelly and I want to grow this podcast as much as we can in 2023. So we're really working towards that. I guess with health goals, just like trying to learn new recipes. And I have my business and real estate goals that I'm always working towards. And I guess, you know, mindfully just trying to be more present, trying to like not take things as like I take things so personally and I need to not do that as much in the new year. Okay. Yeah. Or That's now starting now. Mindful of you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are little things. I guess I, I just always have my systems that I'm working towards and changing them and improving them and just continuing that on for the next year. When you speak of don't make assumptions, you make me think about my favorite book of all time. It's called The Four Agreements. And the first of the four agreements is be impeccable with your word. So if you're going to say you're doing something, do it. Don't make assumptions. Don't take things personally, as you said, Uh, and always do your best. And it's by Miguel Ruiz. And uh, it's, it's one of those books that if I have a few, if I have a future child, that is the first book that I recommend that they read at an older age. And because those are incredible tips to help you lead a healthy life. One of the things that I never try to do is make assumptions. You can make assumptions, but if you make assumptions, the expectation might not be the greatest So or the outcome. So it's it's good to be smart about that stuff. Now, in terms of my New Year's resolutions, I, I do believe in it. I, I feel like the beginning of the year is a fresh new start, just like minimalism. It's a lifestyle template. It's an opportunity to clear the excess so that you can you can build a new template and and build a new story for yourself and new systems. You know, I think it's helpful to have a starting point and the beginning of the year is always great. Now, as you said, Lauren, they could start now. This is true. Uh, you can trial and error now, but uh, I think 
you know, our lifestyles will be uh, more on schedule come the new year. So it might be easier to start then. For me, like you said, I'd love to eliminate processed foods. I want to reduce the amount of alcohol. And of course, I talked about it before, family and friends. I'm looking to have more time with everyone. And uh, hopefully I have a relationship. <laughs> uh, and when it comes to my career, I I want to keep up with my systems, including my having my bullet journal to keep me on track. I want to continue to grow the podcast with you. I'm so excited for that. And I, I want to take a couple more courses next year. So things I want to do, I want to take a writing course. Maybe I'll take Joshua Fields Milburn's course, how to write better. Uh, I want to take a presentation course to improve my public speaking skills. And I want to increase the number of books I read from two books a month to three. So that is my goal. And when it comes to travel this year, I went to Miami, Bahamas, Cayman Islands, and Greece. So I traveled a lot this year. Next year, I want to go to Miami, Los Angeles, Portugal, and New York. So that's my goal. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's smart. I didn't even think of putting places I want to travel next well, year. Well, you're going coming to coming with me to LA. So if we go to Los Angeles together, maybe we'll we'll give a shout out to our listeners and we'll have a little meetup when we're there because that would be amazing. Oh, I would love that. I would absolutely love we'll that. We'll just meet up in a parking lot somewhere and not yeah. do anything. <laughs> But <laughs> we're definitely going to meet up with the minimalists when we're there, our friends, the minimalists. So we're excited for that. And yeah, stay tuned for an upcoming episode where I interview TK Coleman. Super exciting news. TK, I've been following his career for a few years now. And uh, oh my gosh, we talk about how to follow your curiosities. So definitely stay tuned for that one in the new year. But this was a fun one, Lauren. I love talking about Christmas with you. It's such like a warm, beautiful season. I mean, for us anyways, it can be stressful. But again, we shared some tips to help reduce that stress. No, for sure. I love the holidays. So I love doing these episodes every year. Did you end up making your cookies yesterday? No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will make them this week though. Yeah, I'm excited. We will share pictures on the podcast uh, on Instagram at Millennial Minimalist because Lauren makes them so beautifully. <laughs> Every time you bake, things. everything is perfected. It's so nice. It's like the only area of my life that I'm detail oriented. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. So this later this year, uh, sorry, later this week, Lauren and I are going to a holiday party and it is actually Harry Potter themed, which is really funny because Lauren and I have not read the Harry Potter books. We have no idea what to do. <laughs> so we're going to have to Google what our outfits will look like, but it should be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, Some no, it should be fun. I am, I am excited for it. Yeah, so it'd be great. Well, thank you all for listening. And we'd love to hear what you are doing this holiday season. And if you have any questions on how to reduce the stress and reduce the clutter, definitely send us a line at Millennial Minimalist on Instagram and Facebook. So thanks again, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our holiday discussion today. Remember that it's okay to be honest with friends and family about gift giving and receiving. And again, don't feel the pressure to attend every event. You can also rewear last year's outfits and we recommend that you make space for self-care during this busy time. And as mentioned in this episode, we would love to hear how you simplify the holiday season. So please write to us on Instagram or Facebook at Millennial Minimalists. And as always, you can also write us a kind rating and review on iTunes. We absolutely love reading your reviews. And thanks to those of you who have already written us one. 
And to close, we want to wish you and your family and friends a safe, calm, clutter-free, and happy holiday season. Try to slow down, be present with those around you, and really soak it all in. So thanks again for listening, and we will speak with you next week. Bye-bye.